I want to take this time to issue a public apology to anyone who heard the last episode of the Dumpster Fire radio show. From the bottom of my heart, sincerely, I am sorry. This goes out to anyone, anyone who may have been offended by the obnoxious, disgusting gum-chewing that got picked up on my microphone. Oh, oh my God. I just want to say I'm sorry, and to make it up for you, during this episode, episode 8, there will be no gum-chewing at all. Please forgive me. Please, I beg of you. You don't know how hard I cringed when I listened to that episode back and realized that every chew of the extra polarized gum was picked up on my microphone. I was pretty proud of my microphone. I was pretty proud of this uh, iRig $100 microphone that I'm, that I'm holding right now that picked up the chews that accurately. I also was really close to dumping the episode and recording again, but sometimes I just uh, feel like making an ass out of myself and uploading an episode where in between sentences you hear mm, tasty gum mm, flavorful oh, gosh. Oh, I just wanted to st- I wanted to rip the I wanted to rip my tongue out of my throat and punt it <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say I I hate I hate I hate you know what I, I I'm a little bit particular I get weirded out with sounds I really do I don't like listening to I don't like listening to people chew which is weird because nowadays it's it's the trend online I don't know about the trend but it's a newfound uh, love online of people who like to listen to people chew and eat in silence and it becomes an ASMR type experience that's not my kind of re- relaxation although I do listen to some some uh, ASMR videos. Come on now, you got you got to listen to to some whispering, uh, some some of that put you to sleep, right? But but chewing, no, no, I don't listen to any chewing. Although I hate whispering too, honestly, I hate when people whisper. But but back to chewing, I hate it. Like I can't even. Here's how bad. Here's how much I hate chewing. Here's how much I hate chewing. The sound of chewing. When I'm at my house eating a sandwich, I cannot eat a sandwich in silence. Because I can't listen to the sound of my own. Mmm, turkey's treat. What is this, Hellman's? Mmm, I can't listen. I really can't listen to it. I don't know. I'm particular. I got a lot of quirks. Uh, I can't get in a swimming pool with stray hairs. If there's a stray hair in the swimming pool, I'm done. Forget about it. I can't get into a shower with a stray hair. Okay, I can't be in a room with someone eating, uh, eating you know, d- dinner and not have something on in the background to break up the monotony. That's why I love having TV on as background noise when I eat or music in the background as I eat. I just it breaks up the monotony of chewing. And I can't tell you why it's disgusting. I guess I, just for obvious reasons, but it's not really disgusting. It's just something that gets on my nerves. All right, maybe it is disgusting. Anyway, I really apologize for that. It nearly killed the episode. And uh, as I take a drink here. I hope it didn't pick that up on my microphone. 
enough about that. Today is the last day of my 30s. <laughs> Today is the last day of my 30s. So it started in 2011. That's when I turned 30. My family had a surprise birthday party in my the basement of uh, the house that my parents lived in. I, I lived in that house from uh, 2006 to about... Um, to 2006 to about uh, 2010, uh, I think. When did I move out? Nine, 10. Yeah, 2006 to 2010. And uh, that's how my 30s started. And my 30s are ending in a pandemic. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I turned 39 last year, um, I went out to this awesome sushi place with uh, my two brothers, Kevin and Justin, and my cousin Tyler. And I thought, man, this is, I got a good feeling about this year. I got a good feeling. We're starting it off on the, on the right foot. It's the last year of my 30s. I want to have some fun. Uh, I was just single. You know, I, 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 I uh, was just recently single. And, uh, you know, I was branching out, you know, branching out, doing some things I didn't normally do. I had plans to do some things I didn't normally do, go places I didn't normally go uh, in Philadelphia and, and different you know, trips to New York and whatnot, different things I had to and then the pandemic hit, and then it, it just uh, messed shit up. But you know that's that's besides the point. I think it's the last of of my of, of worries that it ruined the fun of, of the last year of my my thirties. It's crazy to think that I'm going to be forty tomorrow this time. It's crazy. I mean, I know I'm I'm going to be basically the same person I am right now. Tomorrow, nothing's going to change. It'd be funny if I woke up and and, and uh, I had. A long, long gray beard down to my neither regions. That would be something, you know. That would that would be now that then you'd feel forty, uh, other than you know the uh, the joint pain. But that would be pretty crazy if I just woke up and uh, sort of like a Tim Allen Santa Claus moment. But I did get uh, I did get vaccinated on Saturday. I got the vaccine. I feel very fortunate and lucky that I did get it because it was, it's been such a struggle to try to make an appointment. Uh, shout out to my brother, Kevin, who made an appointment for me. And, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, man, it's been a long year. It's been a really rough year. It's been a really, really rough year, really tough year. And, and, uh, Hopefully this is a step in the right direction, the first step of, of many in the right direction to some sort of nor of normalcy. Um, so yeah, I got the vaccine, uh, no side effects. Yeah, first dose, I go back March 22nd, but the first dose, I had a sore arm the next day. A little bit of fatigue, you know, as the stuff works in your body, I guess. Your body's kind of like, what the hell is this shit? And uh, I was a little fatigued yesterday afternoon. Uh, as I was at Walmart and, um, just kind of reflective on stuff as, you know, my turning 40 tomorrow and the pandemic, uh, I don't know that it's winding down, but at least the vaccine is here. So I don't, I don't know when, when exactly that's going to go, we're going to go back to normal, but I, I would hope soon. I would hope when the weather warms up, I would hope more so, uh, especially, uh, this fall, because things are being booked this fall, different events, um, and things of that nature. I don't, I don't see why companies can't start booking outdoor summer concerts at this point. 
you know, reduce capacity if you really want to play it safe. But I, I don't understand why the, at least the dates can't be booked up. Why can't we, 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 we book the dates uh, now? I don't understand. I guess they, you don't want to take a chance if you book something and then have to cancel it. You lose money, I'm sure. So I guess that's how it's working. But, but uh, yeah, no, I had a, um, a lot of reflective moments over the past couple days. That coupled by the fact of, of, of everything that went on uh, in the past year. You know, I'm fortunate in that I didn't lose uh, many uh, immediate people to the immediate humans to the pandemic. Uh, but I did lose a couple pets. As most of you know, a couple pets I, I lost. And, um, you know, to most people or, or a lot of people, they are just pets. But to me, they're my kids. And man, it fuck, uh, messed me up pretty good. It messed me up pretty, pretty good. Uh, the first time and the second time, uh, even more so. And um, I guess we have to change uh, or grow or something through all this. But, um, you know, I think uh, when bad shit happens to you, you, you do grow by design and you get stronger. But... Uh, Man, I I would I don't know who said this, but I never forgot it, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna paraphrase. But man, I I sure would love to trade some of my <laughs> some of my strength that I've gained for my loved ones back, and uh, I really that's a really would have been a a, a much more tolerable year. I feel bad just even. Uh, bitching and complaining about losing I, I don't know is that is that even I don't I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to do I don't really give a, give a shit if you're you're not allowed to I mean this is this is real these are my emotions and I can tell you how I feel I realize in the grand scheme of things I have my health my my parents brothers family you know all seem to be surviving this uh so it's it's almost like you have to always look look on the bright side look on the bright side what what exact why do we have to continually compare our grief and depression to other forms of grief and depression in order to minimize said grief and depression that you're facing right now? It's almost like I, I can't stand that shit. It's like when when you, when something bad happens to you, you you're almost like I don't know whether it's other people or just society kind of like that thought gets in your head. It's like, "Well, it could be this. I could be that. Well, at least not that. At least not this." I think I did touch on this on another episode. It's like, you know, grief is grief and uh, depression is depression. And um, sadness is sadness, no matter what level it is. And, uh, man, I, I do I do, I do, do miss them. I had a pretty rough morning. It comes in waves. You know, I don't know how I can describe this, but, you know, it comes in waves. You know, one second I'll be fine and the next uh, day I'll be pretty sad you know they didn't have uh both of them farley and uh henry didn't have uh peaceful exits from this world to the next and uh neither of them did and both of them were very 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 sweet their whole lives and um that's all i have to say about that <laughs> so And, um, (sighs) 
I have, um, I have, I have, uh, I got a new couch last week. <laughs> How's that? It's working out pretty good. And, uh, and we got, um, we got a big Rue TV coming up next. Uh, Wednesday night. I'm booking uh, Ian Robinson on the show. Ian is a great dude. Um, I first discovered Ian on the MTV show 12 Angry Viewers. And not many people remember him from that, but I do. And the reason I remember him... The reason I remember him is uh, he was one of the few kind of punk and hard... Punk hard... He is, not kind of punk hardcore kids that I've ever seen on TV. This was like 1997. Uh, 12 Angry Viewers was a show that ran on MTV. If you were on the show, you were on it for like a week. So Ian was on one week every day uh, critiquing, shitting on MTV videos. I loved it. I loved it. I, I just love, And I love that he wore like H2O shirts on the show and uh, you know, Warzone or whatever, you know, hardcore punk shirts. Uh I never seen that on TV before. I had only seen kids at my school, you know, kind of, you know, the kids that I used to, I had no way, I had no older brother that got me into it. So I had to, you know, latch on to, to people at my school and, and kind of like, oh, that kid's got a uh, Strife t-shirt on. I think I'll go buy a Strife, I'll go blind buy a Strife CD at the wall tonight. <laughs> See if I like that. Oh, look at that. He's got a Snapcase patch on his book bag. I think I'll go check out a, buy a Snapcase uh, CD. Uh, anyway, um, so anyway, yeah, so Ian, Ian, definitely, we have similar interests. Ian's uh, into uh, pro wrestling. He's into horror movies. He's into comic books. He's into punk hardcore, like I said. So, a uh, bit, bit of an outspoken character. Uh, definitely speaks his mind. Wears his heart on his sleeve. I did have Ian on the show. Now, for those of you who don't know, I just told you, like, the first time he was on TV. But he had he got a gig as the MTV as an MTV news anchor for a few years there. I believe it was 99 or 2000. I think it was 99 to 2003 or something like that, but many a uh, good portion of years there he was uh, covering the VMAs, he was going to, you know, Ozfest, the concerts, the MTV Cribs. Um, look up MTV Cribs DVD on Amazon and <laughs> look at the ridiculous picture of Ian on the cover. Um, so Ian was a big part of MTV during the the real, really, the final glory days of that network, because he left in 2003, and after that, it basically went to shit. I mean, other than Andy's, Andy Milanakis' show was 2005, so that's really the last thing I gave a shit about on that network. Um, and music, forget about it. I mean, music was like faded out. The second Ian, the second Ian left, is when the music left, in my opinion. I mean, he was the only voice. I, he was the only voice of rock music to me. I mean, you can say Matt Pinfield, but I had Ian on the show in 2016, but I, uh, the show, I don't know if you know this, but if you go back and watch it, it's only about 15 minutes because, um, the audio, I, I, I don't know if the audio or the video cut out. I think the, I don't think the audio cut out, but the video froze up. So I, it was unairable on my YouTube channel. So I aired the final 15 minutes, which was him talking about MTV, I think, but we had a long chat. We had like an hour, five chat, hour, five minute chat. And, uh, in 2016, it was the first ever interview I did ever with, with Ian. So I'm really happy to get him on the show and to get a better, 
uh, more candid talk with him in. Um, he's a guy who, who, you know, after he left MTV, actually unceremoniously got fired. Um, but at the same time, he uh, kind of just, you know, as I would too, just say, you know, I'm not for, no, I don't need this shit. And he got a normal job and a normal life. Uh, married with a couple dogs, and I'm sure he's had more. Um, but he's a he is a pit bull father like I am, and uh, Ian's the man. I'm really looking forward. That's going to be Wednesday night. Uh, the chat with Ian, and I'm sure that'll be up by Thursday. I'd like to get that up on Thursday, so you'll be able to check that out very soon. Ian Robinson, yes, Ian Robinson. Ian's got a podcast uh, out. Uh, he's got he's, he's got a million uh, podcasts, honestly. Um, we'll, we'll give you all the information uh, on the show, uh, and we'll let him plug all his information, his, his social media and all that stuff, where you can find uh, Ian um, uh, online. But uh, great dude. Looking forward to chatting again. <clears throat> what else is going on? Uh, I was listening to Tim Allen on um, Mark Maron's podcast today. Interesting talk. Uh, interesting talk. Do you guys like? I mean, I think of Tim Allen and sitcoms. Do you, Do you ever get the the craving to watch old school sitcoms, even though they're not the best? You know, they're just there's some element of the nostalgia there. I really miss those days where there was just a block of sitcoms on on TV. And I guess I don't know. Maybe it's because when you were younger. The cheesiness didn't didn't register with you, and you liked them for what they were. But now you watch them. It's like you know when they did the reboot and they did Girl Meets the reboot of Boy Meets World, which was Girl Meets World. The reboot of Full House, which was Fuller House. I don't know, I'm watching this. And I'm like, ugh, I don't know. But it's not for me anymore. These are for a younger crowd. The stuff for me is, is the reason why Hulu and Netflix and and all the other streaming services have all those old shows on there on demand, and. uh I don't know. I'm a big. I'm a big fan. Even even stuff I really wasn't into. Like I was. I'm sitting there like watching Step by. I'm twenty. I'll be forty tomorrow. I was sitting there last week watching Step by Step. Step by Step. Yeah, TGI. Step Patrick Duffy, Suzanne Summers. Step by Step. Family Matters. Alf. Yeah, Alf on Tubi. Alf. Hear that, Big Josh? Alf on Tubi. I like Frasier. Well, Frasier was more of an adult sitcom. It wasn't really for kids, but I mean, it wasn't like controversial, but it was just more adult theme and tone and everything. Speaking of which, they're bringing Frasier back to the Paramount Network, CBS's new streaming service. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. It just feels like um, these reboots are happening one after another. You got Saved by the Bell reboot on uh, on uh, Peacock. You've got. Uh, you know, a, a bevy of other reboots. I'm kind of torn on that because it's cool to see Frasier back, but it's like, damn, doesn't anyone have any original thoughts anymore? Any original... And it kind of goes back to why I feel that a lot of horror movies, um, why they keep going back to the well of surefire bets. Like nobody wants to take a chance on an original idea anymore in the mainstream because it, you run the risk of it losing money. You run, the, you run the risk of it being a flop. Forget about people taking original ideas on comedy movies. I mean, you you can't write a, you write a comedy movie. Uh, it's like you're like you have a better chance of going down to the casino and gambling to make money. I mean, 
you you it's it's such a different landscape with with uh, comedy movies in the theater these days. Like, how when was the last big mainstream, regardless of the pandemic, when was the last big mainstream comedy movie that you um, saw or, or remember? I mean, I. I mean, I, I think Borat too won a lot of awards last night, the Golden Globes. But the, of course, that was released uh, on uh, on um, uh, Amazon Prime. Could that have been released in theaters? Maybe, but uh, you know, a lot of controversial stuff in that. Of course, his his you know what, what political stance he comes from. But at the same time, it's very tough to get a, a mainstream comedy in the theaters these days. And in a sense, I would always I would, I would always complain initially. I was like, oh man, this sucks. Nobody's nobody has the the old Mick Foley phrase, the testicular fortitude to produce a comedy movie anymore, something original and really pump it up. I don't blame the studios for not making them. If I was a studio of Zek, if I worked for Universal or Paramount or somewhere, I wouldn't finance a comedy movie that's just going to get torn to shreds and possibly canceled. You know, it all started when uh, Seth Rogen uh, and uh, James Franco, I don't think they produced, I don't know who produced that movie, but it was the movie they were in, The Interview. Remember that big holiday release, The Interview? And it was so controversial, they said, oh shit, we can't, we can't even release this anymore in theaters. It's going to go straight to the website, straight, straight to online. You could buy it online for five bucks. And I, it, Unbelievable how the landscape has changed. And I, I hope it does swing back because after this, we need some more comedy. We need to laugh again. And we don't need to. Uh, it's 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 tough to say, man. It's tough to say because I feel like we are going to get comedy, but what are, what are, what kind of comedy are we going to get? Are we going to get like the generic chuckle fest, uh, you know, just basic stuff? Or are we going to get edgy stuff? We're never going to get super bad again. We're never going to get stuff like that. I mean, we're never going to get that those Apatow movies again. That was an era that will probably never be repeated. Um, just not. It's just not. I don't see any other, unless uh, unless you know, if it if it is repeated, it's not going to be in theaters. It's going to be self-produced. It's going to be available on the internet, and maybe that's the future. Maybe that is the future. You know, I think theaters will still be a thing, are still always going to be a thing, but just less. And just maybe different genres are just going to live online. It really sucks because comedy was one of those movies where, man, it was... People or kids are going to grow up not experiencing a big budget, killer, hilarious comedy movie. Experiencing that in the theaters and laughing along with a group of people. Just, oh man, that really sucks. But that's life. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the, the climate that we're living in. So we got to deal with it, and uh, comedy will survive. It may not be what I like, but the last thing I want to do is sound like the old man screaming at the cloud when said cloud has the file, the video file of the comedy movie in it, and just watch it online. I don't know what that means. Whatever. You know what I mean. Uh, So, yeah, I don't want to sound old, because I am old now. I am old. I'm 40 tomorrow. I I can't be... I kind of want to be that old guy. I don't want to be that old guy. Am I the old... Oh, you know what the thought I had yesterday was? Let me get another drink. Am I going to be the old guy at the concert? Am I going to be the old guy at the concert again? Am I going to be... Well, not again, I guess. It wasn't before, but now that I'm 40, am I going to be the old guy at the show? Am I going to be that dude? Am I going to be that dude that my brother and I used used to look at and like, what the hell? 
I don't know. I think it's kind of cool when I see old guys getting into it at the show. Unless they look like a Muppet. Like, sometimes I've seen old guys and I'm like, who the, is he, what, he come out the Muppet show? Look at this guy, he's a Muppet. He's a Muppet. Stadler and Waldorf. Hippie version of Stadler and Waldorf. Waldorf. I'm going to do my best to not look like that. I think I'm self-aware enough to know if I look <laughs> like an old man, I should stop uh, portraying. Uh, 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 if I start to look like an old Muppet, I should change it, change things up. But as of press time, I don't think I look like an old decrepit Muppet. You know, I'm only 40. So I... My, my my Muppet days will come soon enough, but I don't think they're here yet. My Muppet days are on the way, rest assured. They're on the way, but they're not here today. Because that's really, in the end, all you have. That's really how it ends for everybody. That's that's that is that is the end game for for us all. If we are blessed enough, if we're lucky enough, or whatever you want to look at it, to live a long life into your eighties, into your nineties, that stage, you become an old Muppet. You're a Muppet. I'm gonna be proud to be a Muppet if I if I'm lucky enough to live that long. I don't know that I am. But if I do, um, just know that I know that I'm a Muppet. And if I don't live to be that long, and you do, in 50 years, just think back. And you're like, oh, man, this would have been Rue's Muppet stage. <sighs> God, he would have looked exactly like an old decrepit Muppet. The hair, the str straggly, the, the straggly, the straggly everything. What else did I want to talk about today? Uh, um, oh, I've got an announcement if you're still listening. I've got an announcement. Has anyone heard of the YouTube channel Little Punk People? Little Punk People on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe today. Because I talked to Justin and Elliot from Little Punk People. Uh, Justin is Elliot's father. Elliot is the kid who, who interviews a million famous musicians, rock stars, um, actors too. Uh, and he and and Justin is uh, an upcoming uh, Elliot. I'm sorry, is an upcoming actor himself. Uh, Elliot's uh, currently going on some auditions um, from the area. He's a really uh, he, he's a really intelligent intelligent kid, and he co-stars uh, in Terrifier Two. If you remember a few months back, it was last summer, I had Lauren Levera on the show. Uh, awesome interview with Lauren Levera. He plays Lauren's brother in Terrifier 2, uh, which is going to be released later this year. So I spoke with uh, his dad and Elliot, and uh, we're going to be getting Elliot on the show this, uh, I don't know, I think it's, it's either going to be released in the summer or the fall. So when that time comes, we're going to get Elliot on the show. We can promote Terrifier 2. And uh, cannot wait for that movie. Cannot wait to have a talk with Elliot of Little Punk People. Um, great family. Awesome family. Uh, his mom, dad, and Elliot. 
and I'm looking forward to having that chat. So that's going to be awesome. That's going to be really awesome. And uh, if uh, you guys are listening, really looking forward to that talk. And I will try to be as professional as possible. So I require business formal attire for the interview. I'm just kidding. Wear, wear a rancid shirt. I don't care. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I got. It's 28 minutes in. You guys got stuff to do. I love you. Talk to you soon. Episode 8 in the books. See ya.